these challenges taught me valuable lessons and helped me grow personally and professionally. We gained a deeper understanding of our strengths and weaknesses, and we honed our problem-solving skills. Moreover, these experiences allowed us to develop a broader perspective and expand our knowledge and capabilities. We learned to adapt to new situations and think creatively to overcome challenges. We discovered the uh, significance of collaboration and an effective communication in achieving our goals. This is Nick Kemp with the Ikigai Podcast. Japanese wisdom for a fulfilling and meaningful life. Find your Ikigai at ikigaitribe.com. On this episode of the Ikigai Podcast, my guest is my very good friend, my best friend in Japan, Masayuki Matsubara, musician, web designer, developer, and entrepreneur. Masa, you love design and music, and you were awarded the IF Design Award in Germany in 2016. And you actually have quite a few awards, but you told me not to worry about your bias so much. And so you're also a very humble guy. It's a real pleasure to have you on the podcast. So welcome, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. This is kind of strange because we're we're friends and I probably should have done this a long time ago and had you on. And and the theme of this podcast is friendship and ikigai as a shared experience. So we're going to take a trip down memory lane on this episode, but I, I think I need to provide some context about your background So let's start with you and your background. You're a man of many hats and talents. I think we should start with your connection to English. Where and when did you learn English? I lived in England about 26 years ago to study music for about a year. But I didn't need to speak English very often because, as you know, music is a language in itself. I could communicate with people through music, so I didn't have many opportunities to improve my English skill. And then about 20 years ago, we became friend and business partner, and we talked in English all day, every day <laughs> <laughs> for six years. Yes. And I believe I, I made some progress during that time. However, since you (laughs) left Japan, my English has gradually deteriorated and continued to worsen. I'm aware that I will likely make a lot of mistakes, and (laughs) I don't mind. But if you care, teach me English every day online or (laughs) come back to Japan. All right. Well, I, I won't teach you online, but I will come back to Japan. So how about that? (laughs) Ah, cool. But, yeah, I mean, I remember you being quite fluent the day we met. And that was a strange day when we met. 
and we'll touch on that. But let's touch on music. I see you as a professional musician. You're incredible at composing, playing music in many styles. You can play piano, saxophone. I believe music is a source of ikigai for you. I've seen you play, and when you play, you seem to lose yourself and you slip into this flow state. So is music a strong source of ikigai for you? Absolutely. I'm um, deeply moved by the sound I create. I, and it becomes a powerful source of ikigai for me. Nice. Well, as you know, I've been running this podcast and business on Ikigai for a while, and I, I guess it's, it's quite unusual for Japanese to think, oh, here's someone doing a podcast and they've got a business related to the concept. So how do you understand Ikigai and what does the word mean to you? Because I don't think we ever discussed it. We discussed other words, but not Ikigai. So what does the word mean to you? Ikigai is my, I guess Ikigai is the purpose of life. Though, as I get older, I realize the purpose of life is to find small joys in daily life and be moved by them. Now, when I was younger, I only felt Ikigai when I achieve a goal or something. Mm. That's interesting you say that because when we met, we were very ambitious and and purpose-driven or goal-driven, and we achieved quite a lot together. But I'm, I think I'm very like you in that regard, that the small things in life add up to a meaningful life. I guess when you're young, you have this ambition and think, oh, if I achieve this goal, that's it, life will be perfect, and <laughs> we know that's yeah, yeah. not the case. But the journey of achieving the goal is often very life-changing. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the day we met. I think this was in 2004, and you had just opened a cafe in this. Yeah. Actually, I, I should mention this building. So there was this strange building. It was strange because it was a theatre I think it was designed by Germans, and the building must be, what, 80 or 100 years old? Yeah, yeah, it's 100 years old now, yeah. And it, it kind of stood out being quite an odd building in in the town you live in, in this yeah. sleeper town or this town called Tajimi. And I noticed one day walking by that there was a cafe, and so I walked in and don't really know why I asked this question, <laughs> but I sort of asked you if you offered English classes. <laughs> I think you said, oh, no, but I'd like to. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and, yeah, our friendship soon started after that. I actually remember I had to go to the States for a friend's wedding. I was, yeah, talking to my wife going, oh, I can't wait to get back to Japan and start this <laughs> business. So, yeah, we did quite a few things and achieved many things together, what I would call shared ikigai experiences. And so the first was starting this English conversation school together. That was a leap of faith for you to start a business with a total stranger. So why did you start that business with me? I 
quickly recognize you as a honest and funky person <laughs> who is serious about studying a business with me. And I don't know, I don't know why, but um, I just thought we we could get along well. We've never really reminisced on this, so it's it's fun to do this on this podcast. That was, you know, a challenging and exciting experience, and we were starting from nothing. So we, we had to find students. You had to create a website. We had to advertise, create a curriculum. We had lots of fun. We had challenges. And, of course, we had this social dimension to the school because we had all these people from Tajimi, your community, join. So when I look back on these memories of the school, I now see it was this ibashol for some of our students that their place to to be themselves. So yeah, I think many students came to our school just because it was a carefree, comfortable place where they could meet other people and connect. So what what do you think? Do you think it was an ibashol? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly ibashol for many people. Uh, they say they feel comfortable here and they can have a relationship with others without family, co-workers or school, school friends. This makes them feel safe. We really embrace that social element. And I remember we did parties and concerts. Mm. And it was really good for me because I, I saw this diversity in my students and it, it kind of reminded me of Honne Tatemaya. And I, I got to see the Honne, the, the true self in these people in my classroom. Yeah. So they could drop their guard. They could be yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember even some students would come to our school and then share their problems and they'd be crying and, and talking to us and uh, we'd yeah. comfort them. So it wasn't just me in this role of, looking after students, you you were very much involved too. And so you became good friends with many of the students. And so we'd, we'd started this school and then that led us to making an information product, a language program called Sandwich Ekaiwa. So Ekaiwa means conversational English. So we made this conversational English language product for Japanese learners of English. And yeah, when I look back, I'm kind of amazed we, you know, we made it. There was so much work. It was months of work. But I think there was a lot of meaning behind it. So when you look back, do you feel that was a, an ikigai experience? Oh, yeah. Looking back, I, I would definitely consider it an ikigai experience for me as well. It was a collaborative journey where we discovered and pursued our entrepreneurial spirit together. <laughs> the, <laughs> the process of um, creating the product was filled with um, meaningful work and growth. We dedicated months to developing the method, writing, recording, making background music. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, um, making website and SEO, the passion and the motivation to create a 
great product were driving force behind our efforts. And personally, I found immense fulfillment <laughs> in being a part of this project. I mean, helping others learn and improve their English skills through our products brought me a sense of purpose and joy. It was an opportunity to make a positive impact on the lives of Japanese learners of English. Uh, reflecting on our journey, I can say that it was an ikigai experience for me, where I felt a deep sense of fulfillment and alignment between my skills, interest, and the meaningful outcome we were striving for. It was just great fun working <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah, it was great because I, I remember we were really wanting to make something of value. It wasn't just, oh, let's just record something and, and sell it. It was like we have to make something that actually helps Japanese wanting to learn English actually be able to speak. And that was this crucial kind of element. We, we got to find a methodology that actually helps yeah. Japanese have the confidence to speak. And so, yeah, we made this pretty uh, large product. This is before MP3 players, yeah? So we actually sold the product as CDs. So that was another yeah. thing. We had to find a company to print the CDs. We had to design the, the jackets. So we were doing the work of like an education company. That experience made me think, wow, you, you can you can do anything you want if you want to. You just got to start. Yeah. But it didn't end there for us. <laughs> so I'm trying to remember how this started, but I think one day one of us just said, oh, I wonder if there's any any competitions, you know, we could, we could enter. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to share this story? What, what's your memory of finding this competition? Experience was truly incredible. Yeah. We participated in the uh, competition and were thrilled to reach the finals. It was a memorable moment when we were flown to France with all expenses covered. Yeah. yeah. So this was a, a web design competition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to make a website within 24 hours time frame. We were given the theme Water is Life, and that was it. Build, build a website on that. <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> you, you did most of the grunt work. So <laughs> I had very basic web design <laughs> skills, but you had web design skills. Oh, you did you did a lot. <laughs> like uh, researching, writing, shooting movies, editing. The... And also you always encouraged me. Yeah, so we stayed up. I think it started at our late, because it was based in France. I think we got the email for the theme like at 8, 8 p.m. or something, and then that's it. We had to start. And so we stayed up pretty much all night. I think, or we went home yeah. really late because we were pretty tired and then finished it the next day and thought, oh, that was cool. I wonder if we'll make the finals. And 
to our amazement, we did. And yeah, yeah that was, but, but that was an amazing trip. Yeah. Yeah, to be honest, I felt a sense of accomplishment because most teams consist of four, four members while we were just a team of two. Additionally, you were uh, not a coder or designer, but we managed to get four positions. Yeah, I mean, there's a story behind all of this. We got through the 24 hours. We were absolutely exhausted. We finished at midday. We would have had lunch. Then we went back to our hotel room. Hmm. And then that night was the awards night. And we were so tired, we had slept. We didn't wake up. So we set alarms to wake us up. And then we got woken up and said, the award started like half an hour ago or something. And so we had to get driven there. And then, yeah, it was exciting. And they announced the winners, the top three. And, you know, we were kind of naturally disappointed. And then (laughs) this French judge came up to our table and just sat with us and said, I mean, like, what I want to say, your your application was amazing. There was lots of debate over whether you should have placed in the top three. It went on for like half an hour and they had to retake the uh, votes. And we were shocked because we, we were tired, we were excited, we were disappointed. And then, yeah, this guy comes up, this really cool French designer who was one of the judges saying, I wanted you to win. And we were like, what? What's going on? (laughs) And we found out they had taken like three rounds of votes and they couldn't split us with another team. And it seemed like there was this, I don't know, political element to to the voting. And so that ties in all these elements of Ikigai, like changing growth. So for us, that was this challenge. We expressed our creative self. We Mm. had this sense of freedom and fun in doing the the competition. I mean, in all of the things we've done. But what's important when I reflect now is that, yeah, these were shared challenges, opening the school, creating mm-hmm. the language product, entering the web design competition. And it wasn't always fun and easy. We had to work really hard. There were setbacks and frustrations yet they were transformative for us. I really grew out of these experiences. I probably gained more confidence in myself. So what about you? How did these challenges or experiences change you? What did you learn from them? Hey there, Nick Kemp here, and I wanted to touch base and let you know about my new course, The Fine Jurikigai Course. Developed in consultation with Japan's leading Ikigai researchers, the Find Your Ikigai course is the only culturally accurate and evidence-based practical guide to the Ikigai concept. If you are interested in learning more about the Find Your Ikigai course, please visit ikigaitribe.com. Now back to the episode. These challenges taught me valuable lessons and helped me grow personally and professionally. We gained a deeper understanding of our strengths and weaknesses. 
and we honed our problem-solving skills. Moreover, these experiences allowed us to develop a broader perspective and expand our knowledge and capabilities. We learned to adapt to new situations and think creatively to overcome challenges. We discovered the uh, significance of collaboration and an effective communication in achieving our goals. Mm. But you know, I I wasn't uh, good good at communication. <laughs> but you are good at communication. I know. Uh, I know you listen listen carefully and understand me. So I learned a lot from you and. Very appreciate you. Likewise, I I learned a lot. This is really interesting because we we had these shared experiences and often Ikigai is understood as a very personal experience. And, you know, every person's Ikigai is unique and different. Yet we did have these shared experiences and they were, you know, meaningful challenges. They lasted quite a long time. And, yeah, they were sources of Ikigai quite deep and meaningful because they weren't always easy. So it really challenged us and helped us grow. So they were very meaningful. But we never talked about Ikigai. I don't think we ever talked about the word Ikigai until I mentioned it to you a few years ago once I started this podcast. But I think I have this memory of you talking about the word Yarigai Mm. and you do a lot of yarigai or you have a lot of yarigai. And when we met and even today, you were heavily involved in your community. And I remember you created your own town magazine, organising concerts, um, establishing a small art gallery. So there was this social dimension to all this stuff you were doing. So are they examples of yarigai for you? Things worth doing. I, I don't usually think about yali guy, so uh, you think so, but um, I don't know. I guess I just do what I like, always. <laughs> That's a good way to live. <laughs> <laughs> and then another word related to this, hataraki guy. So the verb hataraku means to work, and then hataraki guy means you know worth doing. Mm. When I worked with you, you just seemed to love working and you were working on various projects. And I was amazed by your ability just to focus and plow through work hours on end. And I'd often catch you (laughs) falling asleep in your chair. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'd wake you up or something and you'd go, and then you'd sort of snap back onto your keyboard, and you'd just be working and designing. So, yeah, do you have a sense of ikigai in your work? I mean, I think the answer is yes, but, yeah, you obviously enjoy the work you do, and you've done that for ever since I met you. So, yeah, I like uh, working. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like I told you, I, I just do what I like. But maybe I guess um, sometimes do what I don't like. Maybe if you work 
my video what you like for like five hours, then you can do what you don't like for three hours or something. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I have this memory of you saying, like, I just don't do work I don't like doing or you try to avoid it as much as possible. Mm. And that was like, wow, this kind of realisation of, okay, that would be cool not to do work. <laughs> You simply don't want to do, um, but that means you've you've got to kind of work hard to be able to do work you want to do. So we've talked about ikigai, yarigai, and we're talking about hatarakigai. I think yeah, if you have this hatarakigai, it motivates you to work quite hard. And as you've just mentioned, it even helps you get through work you don't want to do. But what do you feel? When you experience Ikigai or Yarigai, what, how does that feel to you? Yeah, I, I like, uh, for example, yeah, I'm a web developer. I like design and coding. So web developer is kind of the best job to me. Maybe I'm, I'm a spider. A spider? Yeah. I'm spider. You know, web developer is a spider's dream job. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Okay. So, so I don't know. Um, no, that's that makes sense. I mean, I, I know mm. when we met, you were designing websites and you loved design. Yeah. You've entered other competitions just for design. But also music's been this important source in your life. Yeah, so I know this is kind of strange for you because Japanese don't ask questions like, oh, what's your ikigai or what does ikigai mean mm. to you? So it's, mm. it's probably a bit unusual for you to think about these questions. Mm. But in your life now, apart from work and web design and music, are there any other things that come to mind that are sources of ikigai for you? What gives you Ikigai? Ah, uh, Ikigai. So as I told you, now I realize the, uh, the purpose of life, Ikigai, is to find small joy in daily life and be moved by them. And so now I, my listen to you when I feel Ikigai is when I, for example, when I talk to my children, see a beautiful sunset, create a beautiful website, and when my clients are happy with my work, and in my opinion, humans are designed to feel happiest when they help others and receive appreciation as well as when they witness the beauty of nature or human creation. Well, on that theme, you certainly helped me a lot when we worked together and we just didn't work together. Yeah, we have this friendship. So I'm, I have a lot of gratitude for what you did for me and I know at times I was, <laughs> at times I was this emotional mess, I'd be struggling with life with the, the school or um, living in Japan and <laughs> I'd often be quite <laughs> emotional to you. So 
But mm. uh, yeah, you were this constant in my life that you you helped me, you know, at really important times in my life. And I agree with you. Uh, Ikigai involves helping others and um, having gratitude for what others do for you. So thank you for all that you did for me while I lived in Japan and even afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) And who knows, I might be knocking on your door saying, I need help with doing some Ikigai workshops in Japan or Ikigai (laughs) retreats in Japan. So thank you for your your friendship, your kindness. You took a risk, I think, when we started the school. It's it's hard to believe. It's twenty years, I think. We've yeah, twenty years. We've um, known each other. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's kind of the uh, best memory. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Well, let's make some more. So we'll we'll talk about those after this podcast, and who knows what we'll um, get up to. So thanks, Masa, for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. I'm really, I was very enjoying. <laughs> cool. Well, maybe maybe I'll have you back on. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. This episode was brought to you by the Find Your Ikigai course. Developed in consultation with Japan's leading Ikigai researchers, the Find Your Ikigai course is the only culturally accurate and evidence-based practical guide to the Ikigai concept. To learn more about the Find Your Ikigai course, please visit ikigaitribe.com.